0: Terry and Jesse's show, we invite you to this holy hour of power. This is High Energy Catholic Radio. This is High T Catholic Radio, (laughs) not Low T. Two Catholics with a PhD in common sense. Here's where we engage the culture of death with prayer, fasting, full contact Catholicism, and speaking the truth in charity. I'm on duty. Terry, what about you?
1: I'm on duty too, Jess, and I'm happy to report we're going to be talking about a good thing today that Pope Francis did last Sunday at a pro-life rally. He said, uh, life is always sacred and he welcomed the people in their defense of life and i think that's a, a good thing amen um i mean when i see things that he does that aren't good i'll say that too so um you know i, I just want to commend him for we're, we're, like we're like yeah, umpires we're like umpires and, strikes. Balls and, strikes. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. just another good news story uh bishop joseph strickland who's part of virgin most powerful He's banning Pelosi from Holy Communion until she stops advocating the murder of children. Now, he's the second bishop, as we've been talking about, Archbishop Cordelion. Now, Bishop Strickland says, hey, in my diocese, nope, not going to happen. We'll talk a little bit more about that. And then, Jesse, we're going to cover something that I'm glad you brought up again. It was yesterday. We didn't get to it. Belief in the afterlife. Jesus' promise of eternal life was anticipated by most of mankind. What do we mean by that? We're going to get into that much more. And I'll more. tell you
0: why, Terry, because when, when we talk about the virtue of hope as yeah. Christians, yeah. the virtue of hope is precisely that in the resurrection, in the afterlife. Brother. That's what it means to, to have H-O-P-E, the virtue of hope. Yep. It's not in anything else. That's why I think this topic is extremely important. And then, of course, we
1: have our friends on Wednesday, Church Militant Update on the Church and the Culture with the News. They'll tease us with what they're going to be talking about later today. Uh, but before we get to all of that, man, every time it's soul food, and then we got our Fulton Sheen quote. And Jess, the saint of the day, I read something about him that I'm going to share. Maybe you're already going to hit hit at me with it, but he died in a very special way. That's a teaser, folks. You'll hear about St. Bede a little bit
0: after the gospel. Jess, let's get some soul food in us. Absolutely. Uh, and by the way, it's it's the month of May, the month of the Holy Rosary. We should be praying a rosary every day, even, even beyond May. Uh, and also remember that we're still in the Easter season. Amen. Think about that—the the, the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is so powerful, so magnanimous <laughs> that's right. that we celebrated up until up until the day before Pentecost Sunday. So again, we're still living in that Easter spirit. The fact that uh, Christ rose from the dead, and that's our victory. That is our hope. Today's gospel, John chapter sixteen, verses twelve to fifteen. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. It says. Jesus said to his disciples, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when he comes, the spirit of truth, he will guide you to all truth. Mm. truth. He will not. Notice he will guide you to all truth. I just want to make a comment about that. Now, now, this doesn't mean that you'll know everything right now. But what it does mean is that the Holy Spirit will, will tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. Right now. It doesn't mean you're going to be an encyclopedia. You're going to be Einstein. You're going to have, you know, thousands of millions of word files in your brain. God, the Holy Spirit, will tell you what you need to know now. He's not going to tell you everything. Okay? We continue. Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears. And will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I told you that he will take from from what is mine and declare it to you, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What you can see here is is, is two things very clearly. Number one, you see the interrelationship of three persons within the Godhead. In this, uh, John the apostles keeps ta- he's talking about the Father. Reveals to the Son, and then the Son reveals the Holy Spirit. So we see here the interrelationship of the Godhead in John chapter seventeen, John chapter sixteen, very, very clearly. That's where we get again the doctrine of the Holy Trinity. Secondly, is this is one of the reasons why I'm a Catholic, because Jesus Christ promised, and He keeps His promises to give the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit works not through government, not through politics, not through sports, through the church. Amen. And so we call that the sacred tradition of the church. That's that's the way God is communicating to us. He communicates to us through his spouse. And so as Catholics, this is why it's important to know, Terry and me always emphasize what's called the perennial teachings of the church. What does that mean? The perennial teachings of the church means what the church has believed always, everywhere, and in every place, according to St. Vincent of Lorenz. Not novelties, Terry. Amen, brother. Jesse, I wanted to mention also
1: St. Bede, the venerable priest and doctor of the church. Now, he was born in England in 1672. He died in 735. He entered a Benedictine monastery. Holy, holy man, he could preach, brother. He could preach. Mm. But just one thing I wanted to mention I read that when he died, he knew he was, it was a Tuesday right before, listen, yesterday was Tuesday, the day be, so a couple days before the ascension Thursday, okay, which is this Thursday. Mm. So yesterday, let's picture yourself, you know you're going to die. And his last words on earth were Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. And he died talking about the readings about the Trinitarian readings today. I just found that to be fascinating with that connection of the reading. Yes.
0: Yes. And Terry, see, this is why it's important to have a life of prayer. Yeah. Because what happens is it, it, you know, it's like, it's like exercise. It's called muscle memory. Oh yeah. Uh, in and, and the moments oh, yeah. where, you, where you need help, assistance, aid, comfort, consolation, mm-hmm. the mind immediately, because you're so trained in talking yep. to God, yep. the mind immediately defaults into prayer. That's right. Because of muscle memory. So this is why it's important, as the Bible says, to pray at least three times a day, Daniel chapter 6, verse 10.
1: And Jess, I always use the quote from the Bible, the way the tree leans is the way it yeah. falls. Yeah. Okay, good point, Jess. Hey, uh, Jess, let's bring the smartest guy into the room, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Full Sheen ahead. Jess, we're talking about nuclear war possibly taking place with Russia and Ukraine. we got the crazy guy out in North Korea uh, doing all these missile shots. And uh, I found it interesting, about 60 years ago, Fulton Sheen had a comment about atomic energy, you know, nuclear energy. People say, we can't have it. Um, here's what Sheen says. Atomic or nuclear energy is a blessing. What? Yep. Just like fire. Our worry is the atomic or nuclear man. You see his point, Jess? Mm. Doesn't that make sense? It's not that. It's like, what can we do with a fire? We could burn the whole city down. Does that make fire evil? No.
0: It's to be used in its proper sense. And yeah, it's like the lame argument, Terry. Get, take guns. away everybody's gun. Oh,
1: yeah, I saw the same. But because, yeah, yeah
0: I, I've never, I don't know about you, but I've never seen a gun pick itself up and go up to a human and shoot a human in the forehead. Of course not. There's usually a human behind the gun, an evil human being with a malformed conscience. Absolutely. And so, again, that's the same argument. A gun and like fire, they're just basically objects. They're not good. They're evil. It's how they're used. It's who's behind the gun and who's behind the fire. You got it. And Jesse, a good news well, let me just make one
1: comment about what you just said. I'm sorry. And that is, you know, we are very sad to hear about all those fourth and fifth graders that were killed, murdered by that 18 year old man uh, in Texas. But I keep saying this, the more we kill our unborn babies, we, when we treat life very casually that, you know, life is no value. Well, Jesse, you remember the story in, in the prison where the prisoner said to you, Hey, you kill him outside the womb. We kill him." Uh, inside the, i mean i kill him outside the womb you kill him on the inside who was that that said that
0: to you jess yeah it was one of it was uh, uh, some one prisoner of the, one of the convicts on on uh, on the mentally ill offenders unit He was one of the serial killers that told yeah, you that but he made a good point
1: life is you know it's not sacred it's, it can be it's usable so yeah. the more we keep killing unborn babies the more uh, more violence we're going to have that's my yeah. take
0: Terry, and and, uh, and I'll tell you one of the things that we do know about that shooter yep. is that looking at his 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 uh, social media, oh, yeah. he, was a tr- he was transgender. Yep, uh, he was homosexual, and so w- what am I saying? What I'm saying is essentially Makes- is that his intellect was darkened oh, with yeah. mortal sin, and so when the intellect is darkened or the intellect is malformed, yes, uh, again, then human behavior is completely erratic. You don't know what a person's going to do, which goes to show you, Terry, that. The American Psychological Association had it right before 1973. Yep. homosexuality, Terry, is a mental disorder. Of course, it used to be on the books because, but of, because of political, uh, political correctness and because of a lot of lobbying from the homosexual community, uh, that was removed from the books. But again, this uh, this kid here that uh, just uh, killed all those people again on his social media post, this guy uh, is a is a sexual deviant. Again, he has a malformed conscience. His intellect is darkened, so uh, it doesn't surprise me that his behavior would be this erratic.
1: Yeah, well said. I want to also give a good news story. The U.S. birth rate increased for the first time since 2014. I did not expect that. And, uh, you know, that's the first time in seven years, according to the federal uh, figures. Also, Jesse, this is interesting and it makes sense. You know, Grace Builds on Nature. The Health uh, Beat said that watching less then one hour of TV a day will lower your heart risk disease. Wow. Well, you think if you're sitting on a couch versus on your exercise bike, what do you think you're going to have? More problems with your heart on the bike or sitting right. on the couch?
0: Yeah. Let me mention one more thing, Terry. <laughs> uh, teachers versus parents. There's early drafts of a 2021 letter from the National School Board Association of the White House yeah. include a request for the Biden administration to deploy military forces against parents who voice concerns about education policy at wow. the school board meetings. Wow. He says, we ask that the Army National Guard and the military police be deployed to certain school districts and related events where students and school personnel have been subjected to acts and threats of violence. So they're trying to use the government, again, against parents. Also, there's a medical school, University of uh, Indiana School of Medicine is considered adding a requirement that professors be woke. Got to be woke if you want to be a professor at the Uni- Indiana University School of Medicine can't be normal, Terry. Cult- Can't be. Uh, nope. You got. You got to be woke. Got to accept diversity, equity, and inclusion to be a professor at the Indiana University. Up next, we'll talk about "Life Is Sacred" by Pope Francis. The cultural war is on. Step into the ring.
2: We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call eight 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 five two six. Two one five one. Now, here's Terry and Jesse.
0: Saint Venerable V, pray for us. One thing I'd like to mention. One more thing: June eleventh of uh, next month, from seven p.m. to eleven p.m. at Virtuial Farms, we're going to be having a Catholic Men's Fellowship night. Awesome. Inviting all all kinds of Catholic men for a bonfire. We're going to be out in the <laughs> desert. Join us for a bonfire, food, fellowship. All doing some. I'll be doing some power preaching, talking about how the devil influences us through politics, education, morality, and social action. So. Uh, You know, it'll be a a fun time in the desert out there at Farms, 7 to 10 p.m. There will be discussion to follow. That's awesome. Jesse, before we go into this topic,
1: a neighbor of mine was accosted in his own home with two gentlemen with guns, and they pointed the guns at the father in the home, right, within a half a mile from my house, and fortunately, the homeowner had a firearm and he was able they both shot, the bad guy shot at him but missed, he didn't miss and I think of this because the the man that went into his home to do harm to his family was killed but you see Jesse, that's justified, that case right there because the guy came in to do harm with a firearm shot at the homeowner and the homeowner happened to have a firearm and shot back and killed the man And uh, guess what? That man will never come and do that again. Now, some people would say, well, that's, that's wrong. No. See, this is what we as Catholics, we have a right to defend our home and our family. That man did exactly what he should have been doing. So that's why I say some people are saying, get rid of the guns, get rid of the guns. Well, if he'd have got rid of the gun, he'd have been dead, his wife would have been dead, and the kids would have been dead. And they but, usually
0: rape, they usually rape the women before they, before kill, they them. kill them. Yeah,
1: so I'm just saying yeah. this happened just last Friday in my neighborhood.
0: Wow, and you and you live in an upscale neighbor in LA County. You are yep. you, not exactly in the no, ghetto there, so no. uh, if, that, if that's happening in your neighborhood, I can imagine what's happening in the hood. The point I'm making is the man was prepared
1: for that kind of aggression. I I will say this. 2263 I, of the catechism. I'm yeah, I'm prepared myself if somebody comes to do harm to my wife. Guys, you're hitting on the wrong door because... He's going, to, he's going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. Now, this is just what I'm called to do. This isn't just being right. I have a moral obligation to defend my family. Okay, I'm done with that. Go ahead, yeah. yes.
0: Natural law. Yep. Good news here. Uh, uh, Pope Francis says life is always sacred and inviolable. Yep, Pope Francis praised a pro-life event in Rome and offered commons defending the dignity of life last Sunday, Yep. according to the website for the National... Let's Choose Life event, the May 21st gathering four days ago uh, intended to affirm the dignity of human life from conception to natural death. There was videos and photos on the event's Facebook page, yep. which shows crowds marching and singing with with signs and music. The Pope greeted participants in the event after praying the Regina Chaley in St. Peter's Square in Rome. And here's what he said, quote, I thank you for your dedication in promoting life and defending conscientious objection, which there are. Which there are often attempts to limit, yeah, hope Nancy Pelosi's listening, sadly, the Pope continued he said in the last years, the Pope says there's been a change in the common mentality, and today we're more and more led to think that life is a is a is a is a good at our complete disposal that we can choose to manipulate to give birth or take life as we please as if it were the exclusive consequence of individual choice close quote again, these are words uh that are timely because right now of Pelosi and Biden, uh, who call themselves devout Catholics and they're so staunchly uh, pro-abortion. This is good that the Pope made this announcement. Uh, I think the, I think the Holy Spirit had perfect timing. Terry. Exactly, and
1: Jesse, that's the kind of leadership we're looking for. I actually would like to see what Bishop Strickland said in his inter- in his show. It'll, it'll be broadcast on Virgin Most Powerful this Tuesday. He was saying this that we need more bishops to do exactly what. Bishop Gord de Leon did, and restrict these abortion politicians from receiving Holy Communion. And the news is, just happened with a tweet, Bishop Strickland is also banning Pelosi from Holy Communion until she stops advocating the murder of children. Well, here's my point. We got about 300, just shy of 300 bishops, retired bishops. Mm-hmm. It seems to me that it's not too hard to ask for everybody to be on the same page on this abortion issue. Well, obviously, That's not the case, but it should be. And so I'm looking, every time I hear a bishop come out, like what Strickland's saying, and another bishop, I'm hoping more bishops, get on the bandwagon, defend life, because we're going to support you on that. What is scandalous for us, Jess, is when our leaders in our church are quiet when it comes to the life issue. And it's because of political correctness, or let's just say the funding, I'll just give you my take, and you can correct me, Jess, but about 55, 60% of the funding for the bishops' conference comes from the government. Yes. And so we have to be careful as one it's, of the it's, it's around said.
0: It's around 50. Around okay,
1: 50. say 50%. Yeah. That's a huge amount of money the government's funding the diocese and the and the, Archdiocese, the the bishops' conference. So I don't care. It's just like we had Amazon. We don't take money from Amazon. Once they've said that they're going to start paying $4,000, uh, up to 4000 for any pl- employee who wants to kill their unborn baby. Are you kidding me? We're done with that. That's the kind of leadership we're looking for. Now, when the Holy Father said this, I'm just happy because he greeted the people in St. Peter's Square. This is how we motivate. Where's the church going? Where its leaders take them.
0: Good. Hear, here. Yep. Pope Francis, uh, four days ago, flatly rejected, again, the, the pro-abortion view. He said this, quote, let us remember that life is a gift from God. It's always sacred and inviolable, and we cannot silence the voice of conscience, close quote. So Pope Francis' pro-life comments came after he offered a reflection on Jesus' words to the disciples at the Last Supper in Sunday's Gospel, reading from John, where our Lord says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. In other words, the Pope is saying that after our Lord Jesus Christ said that, he didn't go and advocate for people to kill babies uh, the word peace means to, to, have be, to be reconciled and have peace with God. That's what it means. Yep. Shalom. Pope Francis, his comments defending life came at a time when the highest court in the U.S. nears the possible overturning of Roe versus Wade, yep. the 1973 landmark decision that legalized abortion nationwide. In early May, a draft of the Supreme Court opinion that showed the court was poised to overturn Roe was leaked by the news outlet Politico. And shortly after the leak, the pro-abortion advocates began protesting at the court in front of justices' homes and even in Catholic churches around the country. Yep. Additional security measures have been taken to protect the justices and the court itself as a fence has recently been built surrounding the courthouse. However, if Roe is overturned, abortion will not be outlawed nationwide. The Mississippi abortion case in consideration, Dobbs versus Jackson, Jackson's Women's Health Organization, would give states... The exclusive right to legislate on abortion. That's right. Yeah, some uh, s- still some states have trigger laws which automatically outlaw abortion if Roe is overturned. So, Terry, uh, this is huge what's happening in our country. It, it this is. could be a major paradigm shift, and this is why we have to continue to
1: beat the drum on the pro life issue. Bishop Strickland and I on Tuesdays, every week, we talk about some issue of pro life. Why think about it, Jess? If you don't have the right to be born, what are the other rights? Immigration? No, that doesn't even come into play. Uh, right for clean water? Nope, doesn't even come into play. Clean water? Uh, how about air? Nope. No, if you're dead, it
0: doesn't matter what rights they give you, you're dead. Yeah. So that's why we have to stand up for life. Yeah, you can't, you can't exercise any rights... Terry, this has been the constant teaching since, since you know, again, yep. for for in the church. But even some people that may criticize Vatican II, no, Vatican II didn't change anything. Oh. The in uh, the dogmatic constitution of divine revelation, paragraph ten and twenty four, talk about the consistent ethic for life and talk about the evils of abortion. You also have, I'm looking here at uh, Pope Paul VI yep. back in 1974. He said a Christian may not take part in a propaganda campaign in favor of an ant- of an abortion law or vote for it. I'm looking John Paul II. Oh, yeah. He says, the fundamental human right to life is not one right amongst others, but rather the basic right to human life. Uh, he's, you have, uh, remember, uh, Car- John Cardinal O'Connor. Yep. He says, the, the issue is human life. Abortion makes all other points mute. Uh, you have Pope Benedict Sixteenth. He says, whoever refuses to defend a conceived but unborn person is committing a serious violation of the moral order. The death of an innocent person can never be legitimized. To do so is to undermine the basis of society. Every single pope since Vatican II has criticized abortion, has said it's intrinsically evil, it's unlawful. Uh, The documents of Vatican II have said that. And obviously, uh, all the way back to the Didache, uh, which goes back to 70 AD, the church has had a consistent teaching That abortion is intrinsically evil, and it's gravely sinful. It's a mortal sin. And Jesse, I don't know if
1: I mentioned this on the air, but yes, I did. I'm sorry, I already did, about Strickland with the bishops' conference back in November. You know, he wanted to—he pleaded with his brother bishops, can we have one voice on this pro-life issue? The church has been so consistent. You just quoted all of them. Why can't we just come out and say, if you're for killing unborn babies— You can't be receiving Holy Communion. And you know, he got shot down. And I find that sad. That's why I think praying for our bishops is really necessary. But you know, Jesse, you mentioned something to me off the air about Our Lady of Akita. She mentioned that this very thing would be happening in the church. Cardinals and bishops would be fighting over issues. And that's happening right now. We're not on the same page. I would love to have all the bishops speak out on the pro-life side. But we still need to get them around to say that you know we can't have a pro-abortion people receiving Holy Communion. I don't know if they're afraid that the people who are giving money aren't going to give money if you tell them that. but you know what's we have to remember the role of the church is the salvation of souls. That's what the last canon in canon law says. So I just think we need to pray that our leadership, will speak clearly on this issue so that everybody in the world will know that life is sacred and that when you receive Holy Communion, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, you know, you, we, we have to be objectively in the state of grace. And this is a message that even my Protestant brothers got from my Saturday breakfast with them. We need that to be clear and unambiguous. But right now, uh, many bishops aren't speaking out as clear as they should. That's my take.
0: Terry, also to Japan warned us that uh, if the church doesn't repent and yeah. come back to its roots, she said, fire and smoke will fall from the sky. I knew you were going to say that, And the Justin. waters of the oceans will be turned to steam. What could you possibly
1: do that, Jesse?
0: An atom bomb or a nuclear exactly. bomb. Which, by the way, many countries right now have both of those bombs. Yep. So if you want to know how the ocean can be turned to steam, if you want to know how fire can fall from the sky, that's called a bomb. And guess what? Uh, there's many countries right now, including many countries in NATO, that have nuclear bombs, including Russia, including Ukraine, including the U.S. And guess what, Terry? We have a lot of people that are malformed human beings that have their hands on the button.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, Jess. And this is why life is sacred. And, oh, you know, in one sense, Jesse, I'll be honest with you. I God has given us every opportunity to repent. And discipline comes from... Uh, a loving father, I believe that uh, we 're going to be in the time of much persecution, and we 're going to be suffering because of our own sins and the sins of the flesh. Think about what our lady said that uh, she said about sins of the flesh are more prominent, and that we need to be repenting of all this and making reparation that 's what I take, but just when we come back uh, let 's let 's shift gears to this topic about belief in the afterlife what Mm -hmm. why is it so important that we have this belief in the afterlife it's everything hey this is terry and jesse on the virgin most powerful radio we're too blessed to be stressed we're too anointed to be disappointed and if hope was money we'd be billionaires stay with us family we'll be right back after a short
2: break welcome back to the terry and jesse show To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. The hope of the
0: Roman Catholic Christian is in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and our own resurrection is tied into His resurrection if we live and die in a state of sanctifying grace. Yes, belief in the afterlife, Jesus' promise of afterlife or eternal life was anticipated by most mankind, by most of the human race. When you look at the archaeological record of ritual burial practices, it indicates a widespread belief in the afterlife around the world and across time. Here's a couple of points of evidence. The oldest evidence of prehistoric belief in the afterlife was discovered in the 1960s near Sunjir, Russia, Mm -hmm. at a 34,000-year-old burial site (laughs) of a middle-aged man He was laid to rest wearing over 13,000 mammoth ivory beads, hundreds of perforated fox canine teeth, and weaponry and figurines. Archaeologists estimate the ivory beads alone would have taken 2,500 hours of labor to produce. Such an elaborate burial suggests he felt the need to prepare for the next life. As is well known, tombs erected by Egyptian dynasties called the pharaohs showed unwavering belief in life after death, and myriad pagan cultures developed their own unique burial rituals. In fact, ancient Greeks and Romans surmised that the soul leaves the body after death and continues to exist in some form. Mercury, the messenger god of the Romans, was believed to escort the deceased to a ghastly river called Styx. Uh, Charon, the ferryman, collected coins from eyelids for payment and afterward, conducted the dead to the Underworld, which they called Hades. So the expectation that good would be rewarded, and evil punished in the afterlife, was not central to their belief. Now, Judaism has been divided regarding the afterlife. And details on this have been debated by rabbinical scholars for centuries. Before the early Jewish scriptures were written, many Jews believed that their dead descended to a dark place called Sheol. Pharisees later taught that the soul and body would reunite in a resurrection, and God would dispense reward or punishment based on how righteously one had lived. Sadducees, however, did not believe in the immortality of the soul or the afterlife; they were the ones one might call the aristocrats who enjoyed their wealth because only empty darkness awaits us. Many Jews and Christians today believe as the Sadducees of old, but here's the drum roll moment. <laughs> When Jesus of Nazareth was born, life after death was a fundamental concept in most religions. Worldly Sadducees looked for a new world order brought by the coming of the Messiah. Jesus' manifestation as a suffering Messiah made the ruling Jews anxious, but His promise of eternal life appealed to the poor masses. Of course, today's secular man scoffs at Christian belief in the resurrection of the body and life everlasting what convinces even hardened materialists uh, of, uh, like the author says, he goes, "I admit the old me." The way his apostles suddenly turned fearless. Yep. Before Jesus' crucifixion, his close disciples, fearing their own arrest, stuttered and trembled when asked if they knew Jesus. <laughs> but right, a- but right after his resurrection, something peculiar happened. Oh yeah. Those who before were shy and tight-lipped became bold in their witnessing, even under continual threat of arrest, persecution, and death. Most were beaten, stoned, and even crucified, but they were fearless unto death. Why? Why? What could have happened to drastically change them? It's because Jesus appeared in the flesh, Yep. passing like a ghost through a locked door. He asked for something to eat, and doubting, Thomas even changed his mind and went to tell the world about it. Those who truly believe in Christ have no fear of death. Our hope is the hope of the eternal life. As it says in John 6, 47, Truly, truly, I say to you, he that believes in me has everlasting life. Jesse, we have hundreds of saint
1: stories, hundreds of saint stories. When they were ready to die, they would say things like, Oh, I'm being roasted. Oh, turn me over. I'm done on this side. They had this sense of humor, you know, about their existence because they knew that they had eternal life when they died because they were in friendship with Christ. They had such confidence that that's really what it comes down to. That's why sometimes I, I say, you know, life is short, man. Eternity is forever because I think of eternity every day. I'm, you know, Jesse, I just knocked off a, a round of uh, pushups. OK, why do I do that? I enjoy him. I like to be in shape. But you know what, bro? When I when I die, please God, I get to heaven. I'm gonna have a glorified body, dude. I'm not gonna have to do pushups. Mm-hmm. I have. I'm gonna be in perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, the perfect body. Yep. You see, exactly. this is so. So here's the point. This is what we sell, so to speak. We sell Jesus Christ and Him crucified, Mm -hmm. which is part of the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. I mean, you could be told, you could be sold a bill of goods in this world where they say, Hey, Jesse, take these vitamins. This is going to extend your life another Mm. 20 years, dude. It's going to make you feel young.
0: Really? That's it? Jesse, take the jab. Jesse, take the booster. You're going to live forever. (laughs)
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Terry, Pope Benedict, he said about the resurrection, he says, The resurrection of Jesus Christ is a historical fact of which the apostles were witnesses, certainly not creators, and a decisive leap towards a profoundly new dimension of life. Christ's victory over death remains the central element of Christian evangelization. In other words, because Christ is alive, what are those implications? We know that the implications of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, if we die in friendship with Him, we have the promise of our own resurrection. And what does that mean? That means that death no longer holds us in its power. Let me repeat that. Death no longer holds us in its power. This is the most basic message of Christianity. This is the central issue which gave life and power and hope to the early Catholic Church. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is what sets Christianity apart from any other world religion. The case for the resurrection is solid. And this is the basis for our Catholic faith. The faith is not fueled by fossils nor by the sages of science. It is fueled by a living Savior. The baby from Bethlehem became the Christ on Calvary, has become the Lord of the empty tomb. The acid proof of Christianity is that Jesus Christ conquered death and the resurrection of our Lord is one of his greatest credentials that proves he's the son of God. Because he lives, because Jesus lives, all the arguments of the world are nonsense. Because Jesus lives, we can face tomorrow. Because Jesus lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living because Jesus is alive. Can you
1: put my mic back on? Thank you. Uh, one more thing I will add to that is look at the tombs of all these founders of religions, hmm. right? W- where's Muhammad? He's buried. He's, 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 Jesse, why don't you share a little bit about all these different founders and what makes us unique because of Jesus Christ's resurrection?
0: Well, let's take a look hey, at it. Line if, up when the claimants. Yeah, li- let's just line them up. Uh, when I was a cop, we used to do what's called the six-pack in the alley County Jail. You'd put the suspect that committed a crime. You'd put five other, other individuals that were about his, his uh, size, weight, race, uh, and age. And you'd line them up. And it, that was called a six-pack according to the U.S. Supreme Court. And so if, if you put the Lord Jesus Christ in a six-pack police lineup, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, and, you, and, and there's other people, Terry, that have claimed to be, you know, that ha- have a divine message, that they yeah. speak for the divine. Let's line them up. Yeah. Confucius. Okay, he started Confucianism. Where's where's he at? His tomb is occupied with his corpse. What about Buddha? Buddha said he had some type of a divine message as well. Where's Buddha at? Buddha, his tomb is occupied with his corpse. What about Zoroaster? This is before Islam in the Middle East. Zoroaster, he said he had a divine message. He was a polytheist. His tomb is occupied with his corpse. What about Abraham? Good Abraham, uh, the founder of the monotheistic religions. Abraham, the Jews say he he was not much of a teacher... But his tomb is occupied with his corpse. He was a righteous man, but he was no he was not the son of God according to, to the same nature. What about Muhammad? Where's Muhammad's tomb at? Well, it's over in Medina, Saudi Arabia. Yep. His tomb is occupied with his corpse. I mean, the the Joseph Smith of the Mormons, Charles Taze Russell of the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yep. Yep. You can go on and on. Every religious founder's tomb is occupied with the corpse of their founder. But there is a huge difference. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, his tomb is empty. That's why you have about 4 million people a year that go to the Middle East and go and travel and visit the empty tomb of Jesus Christ in Jerusalem in, uh, in, in, in the church called the, uh, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Why? Because when you go there, You know that there's life after death. You know that Jesus keeps his promises. And you know that's the hope of the Christian. The hope of the resurrection. And Christ gave us that hope by being exhibit A. By being the firstborn amongst all the brethren. What Jesus Christ did for himself. If we die in a state of sanctifying grace. He will do this for us as well. I can't hear Terry. Yeah. Okay, I can Jesse, hear Jesse,
1: uh, I was just going to say, why don't you really tell me what you think? See, when I bring that question up to you, I know that this is what our faith tells us. And and again, Jess, why are we so joyful? Because we know how it ends. We know we win. And I want to encourage people. You know, the world, the devil, and the flesh is going to make all kinds of promises to us. We were just talking about vitamins or whatever, shots. Uh, you know what? None of it works. People will always disappoint you. Here's my line, Jess. God will never disappoint us. Amen. And I Amen. think we have to put our trust in him. And that's why, you know, we have that Jesus, I trust in thee, dev- dev- devotion, divine mercy, because it's true. Our trust is in the Lord, not in the government. The government? Are you kidding me? And that's a problem right now. People think that government's going to take care of everything. no. That government isn't here to take care of everything. Jesus Christ, his bride, the church, has given us the reason and purpose of our life to serve our family, to serve our fellow man, and to get to heaven. It's just, that, it's just that simple. And what's going to avoid us from going to heaven? Our concupiscence. Yeah, our tendency to want to be selfish. Yeah, the tendency to say, oh, let's kill these unborn babies. I don't want them. They're too much of a burden on me. I'd rather go and have my party. See, this is what we have, we preach here, Christ and him crucified. If we remember St. Paul, when he didn't do that, his his sermon went on deaf ears. That's why here at the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful, it's always Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. Hey, when we come back, we've got James Padua from Church Militant coming on to tell us about some exciting news that's happening at Church Militant. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back after a quick break.
2: Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse.
1: Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. I always say life is full of adjustments. We're having difficulty with Church Militant to get uh, James on the line. So my backup is Cardinal Zen and Jimmy Lay. These uh, are two people who... I respect tremendously, Jesse, because I call them ho- holy warriors who need our prayers. Uh, the Cardinal Zen is facing charges against him this week in Hong Kong court after his earlier arrest. And many Catholics across the globe are concerned about the 90-year-old archbishop's fate. Now, he's been on Virgin Most Powerful many times. Cardinal Zen was arrested, as you know, May 11th under China's national security law with at least four others For his role as a trustee of the 612 humanitarian relief fund which helped, are you ready, pro-democracy protesters in a special administrative region of Hong Kong to pay for their legal fees. The bishop, he's retired, he was detained for collusion with foreign forces and since has been released on bail. Jesse, this Bishop, I mean this guy's the real deal man he's the he was the Hong Kong Bishop from two thousand two to two thousand nine He's been a staunch supporter, long advocating for the underground Catholic Church in China. He wanted to go to Rome and tell the Holy Father this deal that was being made in China is not a good thing for the church. Unfortunately, he never got to he was he was blocked by higher cardinals in the Vatican, but his voice is near and dear to all of us, as well as there's another devout Catholic who's already serving time in jail. And they're really good friends. Jimmy Lai, he, he's um the son of a media a wealthy man who became a beacon of hope to so many of us as he chose not to flee from face what many call tr- uh, trumped-up charges. See, he was wealthy enough to leave China, Hong Kong, but he said, no, I'll face my accusers. See, to me, Jesse... That says I'm going to be with my people. That's what shepherds are supposed to do. Now, yeah, b- both ahead, these yeah. guys, Terry, both they're, these guys—they're they're
0: manly men. This—they uh, have uh, in First Corinthians chapter thirteen. It, it's there's there's a there's the gift called the gift of martyrdom. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, Father Michael Sears pointed it out to me years ago. I said, "Well, it's in there. That's actually it's actually a gift. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit." to be able to have the courage to die for Jesus. It's Amen. it's a gift. It's a charism that the Holy Spirit gives you at that moment. Both of these men, these guys have the apostolic gift, that charism of martyrdom. Yep. In other words, and the only reason they can, you know, Jimmy Lai and, and Cardinal Zen can, can live the way they live amidst such incredible persecution is because they know that Jesus Christ is alive. They know that Jesus Christ rose from the dead they know that Jesus Christ is in the other side and they know where they're going. In other words, as St. Paul says, if our life was only meant to be lived in this life, then our, then we would be fools. Our faith would be in vain. But Cardinal Zen and Jimmy Lai, they know that our, that our life, their life exceeds planet earth. And this is why they, they do what they do. And this is why they walk with courage and valor because they know that that for them, death is a positive option. <laughs> if they die, they're going to go and meet Jesus forever. And so these two men, yeah. they live right now in 2022, they live just like the 12 apostles, right on the edge, ready to die for Jesus at any moment. Jesse, two more things that are interesting.
1: Cardinal Zen was influenced by another cardinal who spent 15 years in a communist prison camp, a very famous cardinal. So I can see why he's doing the same thing. But here's an interesting point. Jimmy Lai, he was baptized by Cardinal Zen in 1997. And since then, he's been part of the family. He said, the Cardinal has been a fixture in my life since my birth. You see how, see how they both have the hope in Jesus Christ? Mm. And they're willing to go into the fire. They're willing to lay their lives down for the sheep. Cardinal Zen, as he said, a uh, friend of my father, he's a, he's, he was regular at my home for dinners. And I know my father counted on him as one of his closest friends, just as our family considers him one of us. You see, Jesse, when we pass on the faith, this is the church that was underground. Mm. And you see, they have that kind of zeal. Okay, we're not going to have them. We're going to continue. Okay, Richard. So understanding the reality of what his father faces and what fate might be in store for Cardinal Zen, Sebastian said he prays for Cardinal Zen and a stop to such religious uh, oppression saying, I'm praying like most Catholics in Hong Kong that the Chinese government pulls back from its persecution of Cardinal Zen and the Catholic Church in Hong Kong. I wish, Jesse, this is just me, that the Holy Father would come out and say I support these guys. Unfortunately, that's not happening.
0: Yeah, don't hold your breath. Cardinal Zen and and Jimmy Light, these both brave, uh, courageous Catholic men, Back in the book of Joshua, they used to call the the, the brave Ben. <laughs> right. They used to call them uh, uh, the, the the men of valor. Yes. Men of val- these guys are men of valor, and I'll tell you right now what they are. Tell me, they're they're called confessors. There's a difference between a confessor and a martyr. So let me the little little bit of Catholic teaching here. A confessor is somebody who's being persecuted, and he declares his faith in Jesus Christ even in prison under torture. Uh, in persecution so a confessor is somebody who's alive but he's being martyred he's not been killed yet by his persecutors he's only been probably jailed or tortured or or maimed or scarred Mm -hmm. that's a confessor now when they kill you and you're still proclaiming christ and him crucified now you go from confessor to a martyr and uh the church knows that there's two types of martyrs in in christianity you've got white martyrs that's right These are white martyrs. They're being incredibly harassed, imprisoned, and beat. Then you have red martyrs. That's when they kill you for Jesus. The church has a history of martyrdom in the book of Acts. St. Stephen is the first martyr in the Catholic Church. It's in Acts chapter 7. It talks about the way he was stoned to death by the establishment. St. Paul also talks about martyrdom. As a, charis, as a special grace from God, it's a charism, a special grace that God gives people. I don't like we we sit here and say, man, there's no way I can do what Jimmy Lai is doing. There's no way I can do what Cardinal's Den is doing. Yeah, on a natural level, absolutely there's no way that we would muster the energy or the courage to do that. It's it's a supernatural grace. The Bible says in That's 1 right. Corinthians 13.3, That God gives me, if you're in a state of grace, God will give you that extra charism, that grace that you need, that special assistance to say yes to Jesus and die as a martyr. It's a special charism. And uh, one of the things that we do know, talk about eschatology, is that before the second coming of Christ, the Catechism says in paragraphs 675, 676, and 677 that there's gonna be, the world is gonna be much more hostile to Christians, there will be much more persecution to Christians before the second coming of Christ. Terry, I think we're seeing that play out in oh, Islam and communist countries, uh, even here in this country. Uh, Christianity is basically the scapegoat right now. Yeah, And ultimately, let, let me mention one more thing sure. that St. Paul talks about uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. He's, he warns us about the fact that we'll be persecuted for Christ. He says this, quote, Yes, and all that will live godly lives in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Second <laughs> Timothy 3 12. So Cardinal Zen, a, a Jimmy Lai, they're yes. living godly lives in Christ Jesus. So what do you expect? I mean, this is exactly again, because remember, uh our, our, our the, the prize isn't planet earth. Planet earth is boot camp, <laughs> the prize is heaven. That's right. Planet Earth, as King David said in Psalm 23. This is the valley of the shadow of death. Terry? Yeah, see, well said. I just want to mention one more thing
1: about Mr. Lai. These are two people that are breathing right now, okay? Yeah. They, they're, they're martyrs. They're, they're for the faith here. They're, they're standing up for Jesus. But Mr. Lai is the type of man who takes pleasure when he hears that others are doing well. That in Hong Kong, if the entire city was built on refugees of one sort of another, hoping to get ahead to build lives, Jimmy was a refugee. He was trying to get ahead. And so it's natural fit in his relationship with the old and new immigrants. He is a grateful man, and he's grateful for Hong Kong. And so grateful that when he had the opportunity to leave the people there in Hong Kong to go to freedom, he said, no, I'd rather meet my uh, adversaries on. And that's what he's doing right now. And that's why I want to encourage everyone to pray for him and for Cardinal Zen, because these are two people, in my estimation, are role models for us because we might be in that kind of a situation and we need to remember this i said it the other day the enemy will never realize how much i thank them for taking everything material away from me this is a pow speaking he said taking everything immaterial material away from me and reducing me to the point where i didn't have anything but my faith in god i had a chance to look at myself and realize that you can do things you never realized were possible I think that's what happens when this happens, where we are taken out of our environment and suffering for Christ. The graces are there for us to say yes, even in spite of persecution.
0: Terry, here's a, here's a story from Fulton Sheen's Three to Get Married. Yes. It, it puts things in perspective. Sure. Fulton Sheen says, talks about the story of Sophie Charlotte Whittle, Whittlebach, who died yes. in 1897. Yeah. It says, as she was about to die in a fire where the exits in the building were locked, a Dominican nun who stood by her, yes. seeing the flames coming closer said, my God, what an awful death. Yes, smiled the Dominican nun quietly, but think about this. We shall see God in a few minutes. Awesome,
1: What a, that says it all, Jess. Why do you think we can say we're too blessed to be stressed, we're too anointed to right. be disappointed? If hope was money, we'd be a billionaire. Why? Because our hope is in Jesus Christ. That's and right. that's the attitude. And as a matter of fact, Jesse, I know that we could complain about all the problems in the church. And I just got off the phone with one of our donors, and I, he disagreed with me. I said, let's, let's focus on how we can get out of this mess and not just keep pointing fingers at mm-hmm. bad bishops, priests, or whoever, lay people. Let's yeah. talk about the positive side, which means the lordship and kingship of Jesus Christ in our lives and help people fall deep in love with Jesus. That's the role of Virgin Most Powerful Radio, to help you fall deep in love with Jesus and his church. And here today, I hope that accomplished the goal because right now we're living in some interesting times, Jess.
0: That's right. But again, uh, our hope has never been in this world. Our hope is not in politics. Our hope is not in sports. Our hope is not in our money. It's not in our investments. It's not in the weather channel. Our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord, the living Lord who rose from the empty tomb. Jesus Christ keeps his promises. He's coming back. Are you
1: ready? Well said. And as I say all the time about Our Lady of Fatima, let's live the Fatima message. Souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Look what Cardinal Zen and Jimmy Lai are making sacrifices for. They're saving souls by offering up that suffering for the good of the church. Will we do that? I hope so. Join me again to increase our love for Jesus Christ by uniting all of our actions with him for the salvation of souls. May God richly bless you and your family, and I pray that you'll be listening again tomorrow on the same time, same station, here on the on the Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Don't forget we'll be in Sacramento, California with 20,000 Catholics praying for priests. That's a positive thing, isn't it? I'll be there. Please, join me in spirit if you can't make it. May God richly bless you and your family.